Welcome to WVU Marketing Horizons, hosted by Ruth Stevens and Cindy Greenhouse. We are grateful to WVU, who offers renowned online master's degree programs in marketing communications. And this series is presented by the Reed College of Media as part of their ongoing marketing series. Thank you for joining us today. Ruth, you and I have discussed um, what they are calling the higher education cliff that may be coming and wondered what the future of higher education may look like. You know, so much has changed in the last five years and, and there are seismic changes yet to come. Um, our millennials have moved on from the undergrad. They're under a weighted debt. The Gen Zs are going to be a much smaller cohort and all indications are that um, they have less interest in traditional four-year education in colleges. So um, I'm so excited that we're able to speak with Chad Mesra today. Of course, we know Chad so well as the Assistant Dean of Online Programs for the Reed College of Media at West Virginia University. And over the years, Chad has been responsible for turning their higher education programs into award-winning, innovative online programs. And as our listeners know, WVU hosts this program with us. So Ruth, shall we welcome in Chad? Isn't this great to have him? Thanks for joining us, Chad. Very happy to be here. Let me pose our first question about from the point of view of undergrad students who are looking to enter marketing careers and are trying to be as well prepared as they can be, you've had great success with developing programs that are almost entirely online and serve the needs of the, the students today. But where do you think students need to be thinking about tomorrow? What, what do you think marketing education is going to look like tomorrow? I think the opportunity here, though, is, is really understanding the audience and what they need. And, and the Recollege Media, you know, I've been here for many years. And, and I think that one of the things that has differentiated our approach is that we've been able to maintain a high practitioner focus uh, with all of our programs, both at the graduate and undergraduate level, but particularly at the graduate level. There's a dedication to, to keeping pace with what's happening in the industry. And the industry in the last 15 years has, has changed, you know, dramatically. Education at its core needs to, to keep up at least with, with where the market is, with where the employers are. You know, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting question, though, and one that I'd like to sort of go down a, a, a particular sort of memory. So early on in, in my higher education career, a, a mentor of mine, you know, we had a disagreement about, about how education should approach the challenge of what its value proposition is for the, for the students or from the perspective of the students. And he was, he was vehement that we don't do training. We're higher education. And we, we focus on, you know, sort of the global thinking, the critical thinking, uh, and, and let, the, let the employers or let the market do the training. And, and I think that that maybe, you know, maybe 20 years ago, that was a, a, a much more sort of relevant approach. But I, I think now there's there's a shift and education has to serve a need 
that 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 isn't just about how people think and and their ability to do critical thinking, but also how they're able to do that work within a particular career, or particular industry, and understanding the needs of the employers and the language of the employers is is also critical. You can't teach in a you know sort of in a vacuum, and so I think from the perspective of of where marketing education is going, I, I see a lot of successful programs that that are that are sort of trying to find the right balance between the higher education philosophy and the needs of today's employers, because ultimately, you know, today's industry is is complicated, and and people don't have the time or the wherewithal to train an employee in in the the nuance of of the industry as soon as they get into into a job higher education has to provide some of that that support that's really interesting you know chad many of our guests have talked about uh how marketers need to be broader in their thinking we heard theresa kushner for example and nancy harha talk about expanding our education and understanding of things like behavioral science and marketing being more broad in our understanding of human behavior. And so this sounds like it may be a bit of a juggling act because parts of where are you going to get that kind of education? Well, of course, you're going to get that sort of education in an institution of higher learning and the more practical hard skills about how to do your job is something that most people get on the job. So how do you see balancing the more, you know, what we would call general educational needs with a practical how to hard skill, soft skill balance? I think there's a couple of different different opportunities here for, for institutions of, of higher education. One is, is to look at education outside of the confines of the sort of the traditional degree program, right? There's in, in traditional education, especially four-year education, there's there's the four years sequence that that you know sort of culminates in whatever your major, you know, capstone or whatever that is. I, I think I think ultimately where where education should go to remain relevant, at least in marketing education, is in more of a, of a lifelong approach, more of a career spanning trajectory and breaking out somewhat of that sort of degree focus that we've always maintained into things like alternative credentialing or badging or certificates or, or, or even stackable credentials. And I think that if you're able to, to, to chunk out a balance of that critical thinking and that higher sort of strategic level thinking with some of the more practical applications that, that folks need to be able to use in their jobs to be successful, you'll find that, that the, the, the value proposition and the selling of education is a little more intuitive. You're providing something that's going to lead directly into a career path and then support that person throughout their career, as opposed to just, you know, in that first four years transition between high school and your first job. So, so I, I think, I think ultimately the opportunity is to, to rethink education outside of just the degree focus and more into, you know, a, a career or a lifelong focus. That makes a lot of sense to me. And it, it's su supported by the explosion of online training courses that are really tactical and how to being offered by say Google courses and LinkedIn and other many other 
providers, it, I think what you might be saying is we all need to be a lot more flexible in developing alternative educational opportunities, which I'm sure will stand the test of time. Flexibility is the watchword in the world today, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, You know, Chad, you brought up that we have to be mindful of employer needs as well as more practical in servicing the customer, which in your case is students. So we know there's a huge talent gap out there and, and employers are saying it's one of the biggest concerns they have, not only just that we have to fill open positions, but as technology advances, as things become far more sophisticated, uh, we have this talent gap in general. Uh, do you think higher education is a way to fix that? I think higher education is one way to address what is what is a problem. I think the problem also, you know, is sort of sort of predicated on the expectations of employers. And if you go on the to, to LinkedIn, you see, you know, entry level jobs that need, you know, ten years of experience and that sort of thing. And 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 I think that that the, that the opportunity there is is really to provide a, a more sort of strategic or higher level ability and more exposure to the myriad of tools that strategic communicators use. And then when they get into their jobs, you know, really that that technology component is, is I don't know that that's necessarily achievable through higher education. I think that's always going to be more on the market side or on the employer side. But I think giving people more of an overarching understanding of how communications work and, 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 and of, of developing and, and reaching audience, the fundamentals of that, maybe not necessarily the tactical side of, of what's happening today, but, but why and how you might approach audience development or, 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 or that sort of you know, thing is, is, is definitely an area that higher education can solve. I think the other thing, and, and I don't mean in any way to denigrate higher ed, but but we often, you know, higher ed is is at least in the past has been somewhat defined by its inertia, right? Where it, it doesn't necessarily, you know, look at opportunities to innovate. And and I think that's that's where I think there's opportunity for us to understand that that the impact that you can have is greater than it, it, it maybe once was because the market doesn't have, it's so complicated and so much to know that providing that level of support and that ability for people to know how to learn these things is, is where higher ed can step in. So in terms of addressing the talent gap today, I think that there's, there's opportunity definitely for, for, for higher ed to be a, a part of that solution by understanding what the needs of the employers are and ensuring that they're providing their students with as much preparation as they can, not just in sort of the tactical things, but in the more strategic, higher level reasoning behind these decisions so that they're a little more capable from the ground, you know, from when they start in their, in their jobs. Yeah. You know, how about, Cindy, if we switch gears here and talk about marketing education as a vertical, meaning how do marketers of educational products need to be thinking about the future. And Chad is in that field. So I bet he'd have a lot of good ideas for us there. And maybe I should hand this over to you, Cindy, because you have so many years as a a marketer 
of education yourself. Feel like yes. taking the lead? Sure. This is a fascinating topic for me um, to explore with you, Chad, and for our listeners, whether they are involved in, in education marketing or other types of marketing, um, because this is so complex and because the consumer has so, such diverse needs and you're in an extremely competitive set where educational institution, your product is so diverse and has many, many competitors. How, do, how does marketing work for you? And what kinds of marketing challenges are there in identifying, targeting, attracting, and converting this audience? Well, I think that this could be a whole degree. <laughs> so, so if I'm if I'm to sort of you know try to try to boil it down a little bit, I'd like to compartmentalize it somewhat. There, there's the the sort of the marketing for undergraduate recruitment, the traditional students coming out of high school. I think I'd like to look more specifically at at the adult learners, the, the, the career continuers, those that, you know, primarily graduate education, but not necessarily, it, it can also be undergrad, and, 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 and really understand that this is a sophisticated audience. And so how you appeal to them, how you market to them, you know, you're really selling a, a high involvement, transformational and intangible thing that comes with, with a, in, in some cases, a pretty substantial price tag. So how you, how you connect with them and ensure that they understand what exactly they're going to get for that, that tuition dollar, that, that whether or not your program is, is purely, you know, sort of theoretical versus purely practitioner or somewhere in between those value propositions and really how you approach education uh, and, and can align that with the individual needs and, and expectations and goals of the, of the prospective student is, is, uh, is critical. It, it's complicated though, because you're dealing with, you know, you're not dealing with sort of a specific, um, you know, or narrow audience when you're looking at graduate education in particular, you're looking in, if you're in an online program or a hybridized program, you're looking potentially at a global or at least a, a national audience uh, and how you, how you approach that audience is, is, is difficult. I think we really focus a lot on, on the on the actual degree and the course and the outcomes of you know the learning outcomes that we have in place in the curriculum over over a lot of some of the intangibles but then also that that career focus like what what is our degree designed to support in the context of your career and that's where you that's where you place a lot of the messaging everything else is kind of you know sort of sort of supportive of that of that concept at the graduate level Undergraduate, I, I think it's it's in some ways um, you know less complicated because you're dealing with a much more sort of homogenized group. They tend to be within a few hours of your campus, at least the majority of your undergraduate audience, uh, and and they they tend to share consistencies that you don't necessarily see at the graduate level. And and I'll give you, yeah, I don't want to go too long, but I'll give you a quick. Quick thing. When we first started the IMC program, uh, our first classes were, were, were regional. They were, you know, most students were within, you know, half an hour of campus. And those initial courses focused on regional concerns. It wasn't until we saw the expansion 
to, to a national and now to a global audience that we really were able to refine and, and elevate the education that we were offering because we were bringing in so many different perspectives and, and, and viewpoints. And I think that the challenge in marketing is that you have to be able to relay that sort of complicated, you know, sort of global perspective into what is also a small hands-on engaged classroom. And, and then, you know, and get that message to people at the time that they're receptive to receiving it and, and, and sell them on a product that's expensive and, you know, really culminates in a piece of paper. What I have seen that's, uh, and I don't know if this is changing, uh, we all talk about the global audience that's available to us. And with online education, you can market globally. And um, there's a great deal of targeting and segmentation going on in higher ed marketing because individuals are attracted to certain types of institutions. They're also attracted to certain types of, you know, obviously the brand. So a Harvard has a different brand than Stanford, which has a different brand than WVU. And there is a real personality to the individual who's attracted to a different brand, just like every other type of marketing that we do. Good um, point. Is that accurate, Chad? And do you do personas or um, customer segmentation the way we do with other uh, brands and products? Absolutely. And in, and in fact, I think that, you know, our, our marketing approach is very persona based and, and specific to each of the different programs. If you look at, at some of our more recent, uh, you know, some more recent focuses, we've looked at even specialized areas within our existing programs uh, as, as a means of, of segmenting and really refining that audience. Uh, and and getting down to to the type of student that we that we recruit, we know which types of students are attracted to which types of programs, and our marketing approach is specific to those audiences. Um, and and I and I think too, you'll even see it even more so now in in terms of this whole idea of transformation of higher education. You're seeing programs being designed specifically to reach niche audiences instead of the other way around, right? You, you, you'd put out a program and then you'd look for the audience. Now it's more, there's an audience that we know that we need to serve. And so we'll develop a program specific to that audience. And, and, and I think that that's what that's resulting in is a lot more specificity to programs. There's a lot more sort of nuance to how they're they're focusing their efforts and ensuring that they're reaching that specific audience that they see as being available, whether it's a regional or a national or a global audience. In terms of the global audience, I mean, there's, this, is, this is sort of the, the road that's unpaved, right? There's so much potential out there. American education is, is highly regarded worldwide. And, you know, it's not cheap, it's, 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 it's expensive, but there is an audience globally that's, that's specifically looking for the type of education that they can get from American institutions, especially, you know, those that are, that are very specific and refined. And I think that that's, that's where potentially the, the addressing or the, the problem of this, uh, you know, sort of educational cliff, is, as they say, is, is potentially to be answered. It's, it's international education is a huge opportunity for institutions that are looking to backfill seats uh, in, in, in audiences that are no longer, you know, being generated by, you know, current high school rates, especially on the East Coast. So. Wow, that's really thrilling to think that you're in a wide open 
market and there's enormous opportunity that's still untapped, you must be having a blast. You know, so I'm, I'm almost, well, I'm over 17 years into a three-year plan. Stay higher ed wasn't the career that I picked. I <laughs> often will define myself as an accidental academic. And, and I think it's- I love that term. <laughs> it, it's, it's because there is so much potential and so much opportunity to, to really do two things. One, you know, every, every year things change. Cycles change, audiences change, changes, the, the industry changes. But, but, but also- you're fundamentally able to support people's own development and success. And there's something that, you know, I, I worked in IT and in, 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 in other, um, in other industries prior to coming to, to higher education. And I will say that it is, it is an opportunity to continually change your thinking, look at things in a different way and, 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 and adapt, but, but also really help people. And that's, that's hugely and marketing, folks are some of the, the coolest and, and just smartest people on the planet. You never get tired talking to folks in, in, in this industry. Well, Chad, thank you so much for joining us and giving us this great insight. And, and I think we need to leave it at that, Ruth, that we're like the cool kids. I know. I, isn't it a great guest who ends up flattering the host? <laughs> thank you so much for, for taking thank the time. Thank you so much, Chad. Wow, Ruth, that was wonderful having Chad share so much information with us today. And we really ended up with two very distinct topics that we explored. Uh, We had a really interesting conversation around the marketing of education as a vertical. Yep. And then we had a whole separate conversation about the ways marketers will get education in the future. Right. Two very different topics, but both of them really rich and interesting. Yeah. So I think um, I'm so excited about the first one, which, you know, plays into my (laughs) uh, my passion and professional background in the marketing of education that um, if you don't mind, I'd like to jump into that to start us off. Listening to Chad and having this conversation, education marketing sounded so much like what you and I would call B2B marketing. Indeed. And it has so many of the traits that we as B2B marketers face. You have niche audiences. You don't have an unlimited uh, audience that you can go to. It's highly segmented. You have um, high supply with many, many competitors and low demand. And you have to be extremely careful and very smart about your targeting, your segmentation, your presentation of your value proposition, and your strategy for conversion. So it's right. if you think about how marketers have to market education, they should think like B2B marketers. Right. And data is critically important, isn't it? it Absolutely. didn't particularly come up, but it's so obvious that that is the key to success in, in markets like that. Because you can't just say, I'm going to throw out all of my value prop and let people come to me and pick and choose. You have to really understand who is in the market and what the timing of that is to attract the right Right. audience at the right time. Um, And then, of course, he brought up, although it is B2B, 
He then brought up um, the idea of the where the opportunity is, because we've got scarce resources and a shrinking market, but there's a huge opportunity on international. So now you're talking about yield management, like hotels, uh, airlines, uh, you have high fixed costs. You got to put, as we like to say in the business, butts and seats. Mm -hmm. And how do you get the butts and seats at the most cost-effective manner through, right? Our marketing has to be very effective. Um, and so that then, even though it's not B2B now, it sounds like yield management in, in, in our hospitality industry. So a lot of correlations, I thought. Indeed. And a- another angle on this, it, when he was talking about the global marketing opportunity, and by the way, isn't it interesting that his programs have, were an early adopter of online education. And so he's had maybe mm-hmm. a professional leg up in tapping a global market compared to face-to-face or in-person programs. But the, the fact that he already recognizes that he has all these segments of opportunity and he is acting like a product manager. He's identifying promising segments and then going out and developing new products to serve those. I I was so pleased to hear that approach. And he specifically said, you know, that is a much better strategy than coming up with a program that they think sounds good and then trying to market it. So this guy's really a smart marketer. And um, and and thrilling that there's r- real opportunity despite the apparent limitations. Yeah. So, you know, those of our listeners who are in the marketing profession um, may consider uh, higher education as an interesting place to, to go into operate and yeah. yeah and bring their skills especially if they have background in hospitality or background in b2b and have um, been involved in some of these more challenging industries where you know you have to yeah. be really smart about it right really smart and, about and it wasn't it neat also i i kind of took a little uh, breath of pride when he said that american higher ed is widely respected around the world. So that would give his programs and and similar marketing uh, of education strategy a bit of a differentiator in global markets. Absolutely. Sort of encouraging, wasn't it? It was. Um, And yet you you really tapped into this second topic, Ruth, which was... um, you know, ways that marketers are going to be educated in the future, which is a whole different perspective. Yes, and I, I loved the approach he took to answering that question in the context of lifetime, lifelong learning. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea that we don't just go to school and then go to work and, and, and that's it. And seeing that, as the the that there is a wonderful way to think about it much much more broadly 
than, oh, we offer this program and let's go find attendees for it, to really think about some of these new ways of thinking about the offerings, like he talked about badging, he talked about alternative credentialing, um, what was the other one? Stackable credentialing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gathering that the providers of education are are developing new strategies for how to deliver marketing education or education in marketing to the people who are not only coming up through schools but also looking to expand and and diversify their careers over the the life of them. Right. If you look at this as a lifelong continuum, as opposed to a single product purchase, right? Undergrad, MBA, whatever. So now you're looking like a continuity, lifelong deliverable with lots of different stackable components at different price points too. Then you can say, what does what do I as a student, let's take it from, what do I as a potential student need at what stage of my career and at my life? And what can I afford? What's the cost benefit ratio in time? Then as I evolve over the course of my career, my needs change and the educational process has to be there to meet me. So you go from stackable bite size to more expansive. Then you go to more maybe price competitive. And then at the ultimate goal, he said, you know, those stackable credentialing as we don't see the need for the degree as much as we need other things. Um, I I think that's a brilliant way to look at it. And how um, the other thing that was interesting, Ruth, since you are an academic and a a highly respected one globally, um, when he said he had that Uh, early argument with a mentor where, you know, they said education, oh, we don't do training. You know, that's not the role of education. What's your point of view on on that whole debate? (laughs) It's everywhere. And there's never going to be the perfect answer. But for the consumer, meaning the individual who wants to have a good training, education in marketing, what our conversation today has left me with is a fresh understanding of how the opportunities for getting current and future education in marketing is going to continue to grow and change to meet our needs. So I took it as really encouraging. Ruth, I so agree with you. It's very optimistic. And I loved that Chad shared that us marketers are the cool kids And we should be thrilled to be in a great industry where it's fun and the education is fun. And and hey, we're hanging with the cool people. Thank you, Chad. You've been listening to WVU Marketing Horizons, hosted by Ruth Stevens and Cindy Greenglass. Please be sure to visit go.wvu.edu slash MC Today to view our upcoming conversations, listen to previous discussions, and subscribe to receive updates.